everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Fitness, Food, and Freedom Podcast. I'm Jordan Stoltz, your host, and today we're going to talk about a special project that I am calling Project Prime, and uh, talked about this in a YouTube video, uh, just kind of getting the YouTube channel rolling a little bit, getting more video content out there, some training vlogs, topic videos. This one happened to be a topic video that I talked about my goals at 30 years old. We're only at 48 YouTube subscribers as the time of this recording, so not many people will see the videos so far, Um, but I do have a larger podcast audience, that's for sure. So I wanted to do kind of a similar um, video in the form of a podcast, I guess, talking about a similar topic here, which is what I call Project Prime, or essentially how I'm setting up my goals at 30 years old, some things that I'm thinking about that maybe uh, will help you in your own goals and training and diet uh, when you create your own fitness goals. If you know it doesn't, you don't have to be 30, you could be 18, you could be 58, any of those ages you know, are going to work, but hopefully these goals will give you something to consider as you are setting up your own plan. So we'll talk about that today. I'm excited for it. I'm calling it Project Prime because your 30s are supposed to be the best decade of your life, right? So we're going to you know, work on being bigger, stronger, happy, healthier than ever. And um, that's the goal. So, you know, here in North Dakota, the summer is kind of ending, unfortunately. Definitely getting a good fall this year. Sometimes we do get a lot of snow and cold right away. Uh, but right now it's not too bad. We are in a nice fall. So, you know, 70 degrees every day, 65 some days, more clouds, little rain here and there, but good autumn weather, which I really like actually. But with summer ending, that does mean a big portion of my own training is coming to an end, which is outdoor training. I really love doing sprints outside, cardio in the morning outside, um, using my strongman implements, which some are DIY, some are not, using things like the DIY yoke, the farmer walks, um, sled pushing, Atlas stone, all that stuff I keep outside in kind of the outdoor portion of the gym. And I don't use that in the winter. It's definitely not worth freezing my hands off for something like that. So um, we don't use that. So as the weather gets a little bit colder, the focus becomes way more higher rep, hypertrophy work. We're using more machines, more dumbbells, more cables, uh, here in the home gym, which I have a pretty good setup for a home gym. So we don't, we're not that limited, but the focus is more on stable training versus just strength movements and unstable training, which are better for probably strength and, um, stability. But for pure hypertrophy, it is best to be as stable as possible, which machines and cables give you that option better than anything. I even usually experiment in the winter a little bit more with two-a-day training because I have a home gym. That's something I've talked about in the past on the podcast. Um, splitting workouts into an AM and PM session or creating a whole program that's 10, 11 sessions per week that are you know split up with a few days a week being AM, PM. Um, I like that a lot too because I'm able to kind of come to the home gym whenever I want, working from home and having a home gym provides me that option. Um, but then each workout shorter and I get better performance in each workout and aren't as tired at the end of either one. I feel like I recover a little bit better and can do more volume overall because you're splitting things up. So I am going to mess with that a little bit probably as we actually get into winter, which might not be for a couple months, but, uh, for now kind of sticking with things as they are training four days a week, 
and doing some conditioning in there too. So that's kind of what I'm doing right now and continuing on with this um, fat loss approach. I do recommend as you phase your training, you know, phasing your diet as well. Like with me, I am doing a fat loss diet right now, kind of as I'm transitioning out of being outside, being a little bit less active when it comes to winter, you know, maybe it's time to eat more calories because you can focus on gaining a little bit more with the hypertrophy work. Maybe because you can wear hoodies, you can gain a little bit more weight, you know, something like that. You can think about to follow your diet with your training. Training should not just follow weather, but have dedicated phases as you go to change up the stimulus you're giving yourself, prevent injuries, and give yourself a well-rounded um, athleticism and strength. So you should be having hypertrophy phases, strength phases, maybe even power or peaking phases in there as well. Um, and I'm even okay with like shorter body weight only suspension strap only band only phases just to provide something a little bit different for your body and kind of deload some of those movements that are so hard on you over time. Um, that's something to consider too. Enough about me. That's just kind of what I like to talk about as I start the episodes, dive into my own training and diet. Nothing much is changing except that we're focusing more on kind of the inside home gym stuff instead of the stuff that I really like doing, which is outside. Um, and I do, this is part of the episode today, really, is kind of tying into today's show, what I'm going to talk about. But um, I do have a golf simulator here at the farm. So one of the shops is kind of turned into a golf shop with a big net and simulator and screen and everything. Um, I'm going to try to work in a lot of golf training this winter. And that's really just for pure enjoyment, obviously. I'm the furthest thing you could think of from a pro golfer or anything. So it's just for enjoyment. But a lot of my training might actually revolve a little bit more around getting time for that and making sure I perform well in that because that hitting that many balls, 100, 200 balls at a time in a session can be a little bit taxing. So I'll talk about that later because that's one factor that I'm uh, considering in Project Prime. Let's get into it. Another episode, episode 462 of the show and talking about the next decade of my training and, di and diet. All right, so we're going to start today with the fitness quote of the day, which is, choose your hard. Definitely not a long quote to remember, but something you can always remember when you feel like doing what you feel like you do need to do is too hard, right? Going to the gym is too hard. Doing compound movements is too hard. Lifting weights is too hard. Cardio is too hard. Dieting is too hard. Tracking macros is too hard. Those things might be true. They might be hard. But it's also hard to be out of shape and it's hard to be weak. It's hard to be unhealthy. It's hard to have a bunch of hospital bills later in life. It's hard to, um, you know, it's, it's, it's hard to not be able to play with your kids or your dog or go on a hike. It's hard to have joints that hurt. You have to choose your hard, not just take the easy way. There is no easy way. I believe everything will end up being hard at some point. So you can either choose your hard and control it and do it now, purposely do the hard thing to make other things easier, 
or ignore the hard thing, think you're taking the easy way, and then things become harder later. That's something to definitely consider as you're making your goals as well, because um, it's easy to try to take shortcuts and easy methods when really what you're doing is just putting off the hard till later. I totally recommend the opposite, pushing yourself through some hard stuff so you can achieve what you want to and things won't be as hard later. We're going to talk about Project Prime. Give me one second here to scroll down my notes so I don't forget anything we're going to talk about today. It's about all about my goals for this next, I'm calling it a decade. I mean, it might be more of an open interpretation for timelines, but these are general goals that I want to accomplish and that I think you should categorize your own training by, especially if you're older, 30 years plus. So we'll get started here in a second. Okay, so I just wanted to make sure I didn't forget anything. Um, number one in the Project Prime goal pillars, we'll call them. Five pillars isn't necessarily something you see every day, but we'll still call it that. For pillars, number one is health and longevity. I want to be around a while, and uh, being healthy and living a long, happy, vibrant life is the highest priority in everything for me right now. Um, I have three kids, a wife, two parents that live nearby, a brother, other extended family that I'm close to. Obviously, I want to be here for that family. It's easy for younger lifters and younger people in general, I think, to ignore how important this is. I, sh I certainly did. You definitely don't treasure time with family the same way until you get a little bit more mature and older and even have kids of your own definitely give you another perspective on how fast time goes. Even though my oldest kid is only three years old, you know, it seems like it's a blink of an eye and they were a newborn baby and watching our twins grow up here where, you know, they're five months old, just about as they're recording this episode. And the last five months have just flown by completely with it being summer and working two jobs and everything just been crazy. It's easy to ignore it. And you definitely don't want time to pass you by and you want to live life to the fullest, but also be there. And it's much easier to get ahead of health than to try to make it up later. Meaning you don't want to have that conversation with your doctor where they're saying you have to get healthy or you will die. You know, you don't want to be in that spot. What you want to do is prevent, 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 do the things you need to do to stay healthy so you hardly have to see your doctor. You don't have those health concerns or health scares, and it's not really something you are playing defense on. You want to play offense on health and longevity. So what does that look like? I mean, the other stuff will take care of a lot of it, like watching your diet, weight training, exercising. That will all play a big role. But the more specific things to me and like my specific goals is focusing a little bit more on micronutrients and antioxidants compared to just hitting macros for the sake of body composition changes. Body composition does play like a huge, probably the biggest role in longevity and health, but also micronutrients are important too, right? Getting enough vitamins and minerals, filling deficiencies, antioxidants, polyphenols, all these different things are important. So I'm learning a lot about that, trying to include a lot of fruit, vegetables, whole grains, meats in my diet that are all very nutritious. Um, and thinking more about that than just the big numbers of calories, protein, carbs, and fat. Um, also, we're going to be doing a little bit more cardio, not becoming like a runner necessarily, but 
definitely working in more cardio and thinking about that as I create my own workout plans, right? I'm not going to just do an 11 session a week workout or six days a week training or something because I want maximum hypertrophy. I am going to think about, well, how do I work in my cardio with that? Am I going to do it in the morning at night? Am I going to take an off day in the training week to do cardio on that day? Like I want to at least get one or two sessions of cardio in per week as I go forward, mainly for health reasons. I already burn a lot of calories in pretty good shape. I don't really need it for that. What it's more for is heart health, longevity. It's very important. Little zone two cardio never hurt anybody probably and definitely helped a lot of people. So we're going to be doing that. Also really, really buckling down on keeping an active lifestyle. Like I said, summer's over winter's coming. And when winter comes, it's easy to get a little bit lazy. The steps get a little bit low. We want to keep those high. So finding an active hobby like golfing, a sport, keeping just your step tracker on more and hitting a step goal. You might see me in the winter podcast with that on getting that um, is an important aspect too. So you can stay more active, prevent a sedentary life, and then staying a little bit leaner too. I don't really let my body weight climb super high, but we do want to avoid huge weight swings, I think, especially when talking about longevity. It is pretty hard in your body to be carrying around a ton of extra mass. So you don't want to gain 30 pounds in a gaining phase and then try to diet 25 of it off and keep swinging your weight like that. It's a much better approach to get pretty lean to a healthy body fat, slowly gain, do shortcuts to cut some body fat, kind of work around more of what's an optimal weight and body fat percentage for you. Uh, so that's I mean, optimally, I think you'd be actually using a BMI chart, which gets a lot of hate, but you know, at six feet tall, maybe I should be like 165, 170. According to that, I am about 200 with more muscle mass, but even that could hurt longevity. So I want to think about all those things, like how does size body fat play into that? So health is number one. Number two is going to be functional strength, which I talked about in the video on the YouTube channel. I hate that term because I come from strength coaching and functional usually just means BOSU balls and wobble boards and crazy bamboo bars and stuff that really isn't that useful. And that drains a lot of time, especially for athletes. That's, you know, very limited where you could be doing other stuff that's much more effective in general. You know, what's more functional to being really strong and really conditioned, not much, right? Especially in sports. If you're really strong and really conditioned, you can do just about anything as long as you're practicing your sport too. But for me, I'm thinking of functional like I'm no pro in anything, right? So what is functional for the things I want to do? Well, what do I do? I farm part-time. I'm a father, a dad, and trying to do some golfing, right? So what are the things I need to do to be good at those? Well, let's talk about the dad thing first. I need to be able to lift up my kids, I need to be able to play sports with the kids. I need to be able to be in good shape to run around and play ball, you know, go on adventures and not be out of breath and winded. I need to be mobile so I can get into different positions on the floor, you know, play different games and not be hurt or dinged up all the time. Um, same goes with golfing, I'd say. And then the farming thing is a little bit different because how do you become good at that? Well, you have to be able to lift awkward things heavy things, turn heavy wrenches, you know, carry things. And I think work capacity is really important too for farming because you have to be able to do a lot of work 
in a certain amount of time, like shovel this entire pile of grain in 30 minutes or move all of these things over here in the next hour. Like you have to be able to work efficiently and not be tired. So strongman training does play a big role there. I think forearms, grip strength, upper back strength, that all plays a big role in that aspect. And then the dad stuff is way more like conditioning, mobility, and just overall strength. So I need to think about as I create my own training programs, what is functional for me? What's going to carry over to what I want to do? And that's really what you need to think about is what are what is the carryover of what you're doing? Are the exercises you're doing carrying over to your daily life, right? If you are really into um, hiking, right? You need leg strength. You need calf strength. You need conditioning. You need good lower body mobility. And you need probably strong shoulders to carry a pack. Um, and then you probably need to stay pretty lean, right? That's kind of like how I would do that. You kind of need to reverse engineer the perfect body, I guess, and system for what you're trying to do. That's number two. Number three is kind of related to that because it's staying injury free, which is important for everything that I'm doing because injuries are the only thing that will stop you from training and getting better. And way too many times I see someone who's pretty into fitness doing really well, blow out their knee or their back or their shoulder or something doing like playing basketball or something at 30 plus years old. It's very, very common. Um, I don't want that to be me. So injury prevention is going to be a huge, a huge part of what I do and you can't control everything, but what you can control is, um, you know, the, the way you train and the way you train should promote being injury free, which I see as warming up properly. I'm definitely known to skimp on the warm up, just do a few sets, of the exercise I'm going to do and call it good. I should be doing more glute activation, dynamic stretches, shoulder mobility, getting ready for the training session and doing mobility also away from the gym is important too. So dedicated mobility sessions need to come back in more soft tissue work in the evening and morning. Uh, those things need to make a comeback for sure. I definitely um, kind of slack on those when I'm busy and especially with kids, it's hard to find time to do stuff like that. I also think there's two aspects to training you need to look at with injury prevention. One is don't ego lift, use a full range of motion. So bench pressing half reps with as much weight as you possibly can handle because you want to impress the girl at the gym, that's going to probably promote more injury than doing perfect full range of motion, bench presses, touching your chest with a pause and explosive press up, even if that means you use less weight. That's very important. Full range of motion should be 90% of your training. What I think is really important too, though, which isn't talked about enough is odd object training, especially because of, again, the functionality of what I do. Farming, lifting, awkward, heavy pieces of metal, wood, you know, shovels, stuff like that. You're getting awkward levers and leverages for different positions. So I think it's very important for me to bulletproof myself in that way. Lifting things like strongman implements, stones, yokes, one-arm carries, overhead carries, um, zercher, squat, zercher carries, all that stuff has a lot of carryover for injury prevention when I'm doing work around the yard. So um, that's definitely something to think about too in your own training. If you are somebody that does any kind of manual labor, you need to be training those positions and be strong in those so you're not surprising your body and your joints by being thrown into a rounded back position or something. 
but most of your training should be with a proper warm up, good stretching afterwards, full range of motion during, and no ego lifting. And awkward objects doesn't mean ego lifting either. It just might mean a little bit heavier work. But along with that, even though I'm trying to be functional, injury-free, I do want to get big and strong. Of course, that's always been the goal, right? A lot of gains can still come even if you're in your 30s and 40s and 50s even. You can still make a lot of progress. Hormones might not be like they used to be, but you can still make a ton of progress. So I do want to continue with most of my training being hypertrophy-based. I am going to work in strongman movements, odd object training, golf training, all that stuff for enjoyment purposes. Um, but really, the majority is going to be hypertrophy based because that is the primary goal. Diet wise, it needs to follow, right? Just like I said at the beginning, your diet should follow the phase of training you're in. If I'm just focused on performance and mobility and all that, I'll probably just be maintaining. But if hypertrophy is the goal, most of the time I should be in a surplus of calories. Being in a deficit will not help getting to be big and strong. It'll just keep you a little bit leaner and healthier. So majority of the year is still going to be in a surplus, gaining slowly, very, very slowly to keep health in check, but definitely trying to be big and strong, which I think is functional and protects you from being injury-free and uh, has a lot of the carryover I'm talking about for what I want to do. The last thing I gave you a little spoiler here is enjoyment. Right? If I enjoy the strongman movements, I'm going to do them, even if they're not optimal for hypertrophy. If I enjoy golf, I'm going to work that into the fitness program, even if it's not like what's going to get me in great shape or anything. It's more about what do you enjoy. Even the actual exercises you do, it matters more what you enjoy. Right? Like I posted a video on the YouTube channel about why I'm not liking my lever arms necessarily. And a lot of controversy on that video about people coming with solutions for the lever arms versus the machine that I bought. It's, I mean, sure, I guess you could come up with a perfect alternative to make it work. What I meant by that video is that I didn't feel like it was the best chest exercise for me. And because of that, I found an alternative that was the best chest exercise for me. And I'm doing more of that. So enjoyment can also mean find the exercises you like and do more of those. If you hate barbell squatting, dumbbell squat, hack squat, Smith machine squat, do whatever you want, leg press, do lunges, find something you enjoy, and you'll be more likely to stick to your training and probably get better results because of that. So um, I guess to put it simply, I would rather be a little bit less than optimal and get 90% of the weight of my goals than be perfectly optimal and reach the goals. I would, uh, you know, if I enjoy the less optimal way compared to not enjoying the super optimal way. So enjoyment probably trumps everything else. If I'm not liking what I'm doing, why am I doing it? I'm no pro. I'm not competing in anything. If I was a pro strongman or powerlifter or bodybuilder, I guess you got to do what it takes, even if you hate it. But I'm saying like, if we're just general fitness people here, why are we doing that? We should enjoy it. So that is the goal here. And that is Project Prime the five different pillars of what I'm going to be focusing on. Hopefully you saw some value there and can plug in some of that goal setting to your own journeys. And uh, yeah, I think that'll be good for today. That was episode 462 of the podcast. And uh, thank you for listening. Spotify, Apple listeners, you guys are great. YouTube, if you're watching this, welcome. The channel's new, but there's great stuff to come. And if you're listening to the show, be sure to go subscribe on YouTube, Stoltz Fit. 
So you can watch the training vlogs. I have film entire workouts that I'm doing, talk about training, talk about nutrition, share things that I learned and experience, and uh, hopefully it can help you guys along the way as well. So that's it for today. Let's wrap up and uh, talk to you guys next time.